It's true. Reggie Ponder, the real critic, does join us every Friday to give us uh, his expert opinion and advice about what films are doing well and what we should spend our hard-earned money on. Reggie Ponder is joining us on the line today. Reggie, happy Friday! Let's get into the box office, Reggie. No surprises here uh, about who is sitting atop the list, but the amount of money uh, that this film has made is staggering. Jill, Jill, this is um, this is absolutely staggering. There's a couple of things that I want to talk about as it relates to the Avengers Endgame. Uh, the first thing is, did you go see it? I did. I and did go see it. Before we even get into the box office, um, what what was your thinking on this one? Oh, I loved it. I had a really good time at the movie. It was an emotional roller coaster, and uh, I feel as though the uh, the rest of uh, the sold out theater that I was in. Uh, you were saying last week that it's a good movie to see with a crowd, and I absolutely agree with that. There was hooting and hollering and shouting at the screen. There was a little group of uh, small uh, children. Uh, a few rows in he- ahead of us, like I want to say, like first, second graders, and they all came in their little costumes. And uh, the girls in the group uh, let out hollers at like the times at towards the end of the movie where girl power is really making its its itself oh. known. And yeah, yeah, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I I instantly wanted to see it again because I was just like paying attention to kind of the broad story. And I know that I missed like a bunch of Easter eggs and little things. Uh, yeah, I just, so, I thought it was a great film. So I'm really glad that, to, to hear you talk about it as well, because from a participatory perspective, it, it, it is. And in a, in a way that's good and in a way that's bad, because you do miss some stuff as you're hearing all this hooting, hooting and hollering and people gasping and like talking to the screen. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the fun of, of going to see this one. And, again, without giving away any spoilers, because there were a lot of people, believe it or not, that didn't see this yet. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's really interesting in, in that regard. But to, back to the box office, as, as it relates to the box office, this, the, the numbers are unbelievable. 1.2. I can't even say it. It's billion. It's billions with a B. $1.2 billion in the opening weekend. And, Jill, today, since that time, today, it's already at $2 billion. Dang. Dang. The, uh, I mean, it, well, well it's, it's trying to get close. It's, it's gonna, I mean, actually, that's, that's not true. What I'm going to say is that it will, it will probably make it to $2 billion when we get to, um, when we get to uh, this over this weekend because it, this, the, the numbers were, abs- like you said, ab- absolutely staggering. And um, you get uh, $357 million here in the United States. You go internationally, and internationally you had a one point, uh, you got $1.2 billion internationally. To date, this movie is at $1.7 billion. So okay. I, I really do see after this weekend it'll probably be at $2 billion already. I mean, these numbers are unbelievable. And the scores that it's getting for it, when you look at the cinema score, the cinema score from the audience is an A. Yeah. An A plus, excuse me, an A plus. And then from the audience uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 92. And from the critics, I think it's a, like a 96. So 
any way you cut this, 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 this was a really, really good movie. People really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm very glad to hear that you had a, a good time as well, and I'm supposing that Aaron went with you. Yes, he did, and we were both, like, punching each other in the shoulder when, like, cool stuff would happen and, like, grabbing each other's hands when things got, like, tense, and, yeah, it was a, it was a real good time. Yeah, a really good time. Uh, uh, to believe it or not to believe it or not, but they, the, it, I think it helped to boost uh, Captain Marvel, which yeah. was number four last week at the box office, and it came in at number two, uh, giving you another eight eight uh, million dollars. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about uh, before we go through the rest of the stuff in the in the box office is that the that the worldwide Marvel Cinematic Universe numbers go like this. Avengers Infinity War is at $2 billion. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame is at $1.6. So already the number two movie in the Avengers franchise after 22 of 22 movies mm-hmm. is already number two. Wow. Uh, you might want to ask, well, where is a movie like uh, uh, the first Marvel, the Avengers? That's number three. Mm-hmm. And then what's number four? Another Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, is number uh, four. And then number five is Black Panther. Um and Captain Marvel is moving up the list. It's number eight, but it's still doing well, and there's still a lot of interest in that movie. So just overall, when we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this movie really injected some uh, new excitement and interest into it. And I, I can't wait till uh, a couple of weeks later, because we could talk spoilers maybe a couple of weeks later. Oh, but yeah. I don't want to spoil it for, for the people who might have who might not have seen it uh, this weekend number three uh you you have to say this one for me because i know uh sandra gets mad when i butcher uh my my spanish the curse of la llorona the curse of la llorona yes okay i'm, I'm close this time you are so that was number three at the box office breakthrough uh did uh, had another solid week it only decreased 40 percent uh with uh, uh almost seven million dollars and believe it or not <laughs> Shazam! Shazam! Came in. Shazam! Shazam! Came in at at number five with another five point six million dollars, uh, putting it at one hundred and thirty-one million dollars at the box office, and that is it for me for the box office. Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger, but like this. Varsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. What is the relationship exactly? It's to babysit for him. You babysat for him? Wow, time has not been kind. I need some writers to punch up my speeches. Fred's writing is really good, and he knows me. Oh, I feel so scared. That was a clip of the new Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen film, The Long Shot. And we've got Reggie Ponder, the real critic, on the phone to uh, give us a review of it. This movie so, stars uh, some great uh, comic actors and and some surprises, I think, as well. So, Jill, so yes. what's, what's interesting about this one, The Long Shot, is that you, you already know what it's about just just from the title, is that uh, Seth Rogen plays this guy named uh, Fred Flat- Flarsky, and, and he is 
has a long shot. He is a long shot to date this uh, this alpha female, which is uh, Charlize Theron, and uh, she's um, she's running for office, uh, running, making a run for the presidency, and he kind of just throws that those plans um, on, on his side because he comes out of nowhere to help her with some speech writing. They they knew each other in high school and they're kind of looking at each other. But you're like, nah, this guy's a long <laughs> shot. He, no, he can't get the he can't get the girl. Can he get the girl? And he charms her along the way. And there's a, a, some some romantic things. But you're still saying, I know this is not going to work. It can't work. It can't fly. And they just have a lot of humor throughout. What makes this film, I, I think, uh, a likable film is that there's real chemistry between these two because we've seen this movie before. Sure. We've seen With Seth Rogen. The, <laughs> there, there, there you go. We, we've seen this movie before. So so the, the, the key in this is can you um, recreate these characters in a way that makes it funny, laughable, but also makes it where you can relate, where you can say, yeah, I can see that. That, that might happen. Oh, man, that's embarrassing. And I think the, the 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 writers of this did a pretty good job of making this um, uh, funny, and but 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 it really lies in on uh, Theron and uh, Rogan. They have really good chemistry together, and they make some funny funny laughs. There's some uh, other things happening around them with their with their uh, with the rest of the cast, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think it I think it makes makes for a a a decent movie to go to and kind of get away from that superhero uh, monstrosity of <laughs> the Avengers uh, Marvel Marvel Universe. So I, I like this one. I, 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 it was fun to, to watch. I, I, this is not one that I loved. I, I liked it. When I left, I had a smile on my face. And so I'm, I'm giving this one a two and a half reels. I think it's a fun, participatory movie. You will laugh at some stuff. You you might even talk to the screen a little bit. And then, again, the chemistry of these two are, are, is good. They do a good job. All right. Get your pennies together and go see Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. in, uh, in The Long Shot, <laughs> Baby Ice Cube. Uh, this week, Reggie, as you know, and as, as we spoke about on the, the show earlier, this week, uh, the, the, the world of, of film, the world of black film especially, lost a champion in John Singleton, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 51. And I wanted to make sure that we had enough time to, uh, to talk about his legacy and his career. Probably everything that needs to be said about John Singleton has probably already been said. So the stuff that, that I would be um, uh, uh, saying here would, you know, people like, yeah, I, I know that. So I'm I'm going to speak to it more from a personal perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, as the red carpet host uh, for ten years at the American Black Film Festival, I had numerous opportunities to run up uh, against uh, John Singleton and talk to him. My my, my funniest story is um, I, one time I wanted to get him to talk because he's a he was a big supporter of the American Black Film Festival, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get him to give me some some sound bites about why the American Black Film Festival is important and so on and so forth. He looked at me, he said, do we have to do this now? I'm supposed to be in the pool. And he named like several of the stars, star women who were going to be in the pool. I wouldn't <laughs> do that. Uh, and he's like, I'm supposed to be in the pool right now. And he used 
he used a little more colorful language than I'm using here. <laughs> but but it was absolutely hilarious. He was like, dude, this is not the time. I got to get in the pool and 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 the the women and all of us gonna be hanging out at the pool at the Delano, so you in my way. I I I was like, first I was mad. Let me just tell you that I was mad first. But then I laughed all the way to my room because I was like, he had his priorities straight. Um, but, so so that that's one of my personal stories uh, about him. But what I, what I will say is that Boys in the Hood was one of those movies personally that just grabbed me. And I watched this movie every time. The the mark of a phenomenal movie and a phenomenal storyteller is if when that movie you you're clicking through the through the you surfing the station and you see Boys in the Hood and you stop mm-hmm. and you watch it what at whatever point it is you just say I guess I'm going to be watching this for the rest of the mm-hmm. time. That's how I felt about that that movie. It w- it resonated with me. You talk about a cultural moment a yeah. a a, a, uh, a point in time that movie said so much to me and then the people that he had the cast that he had in that film Ugh. if you go out and listen to what these people talk about I'm talking about Ice Cube Regina King uh, 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 Morris Chestnut when you when you listen to these people and what they say about John Singleton uh, it is nothing uh, short of genius because this guy I, I forget the age. Was he 22? He was in his 20s. Yeah, oh, um, he was like, yeah, 22 years old, right out of college. Are, are you serious? Yeah. This caliber of movie? Yeah, So crazy. Uh, John Singleton will be one of those guys that will absolutely be missed. And I, I know there uh, were other movies that followed. I'm just saying, for me, Boys in the Hood was that movie that, uh, I mean, it, it has a special place in my heart. And uh, we definitely lost an icon and a genius in the in the film industry. I couldn't agree more. Uh, as I said earlier this week, when we were reporting on the news of his death, uh, Poetic Justice was was one of those films for me as a, a young, uh, burgeoning Love. writer. Uh, and <laughs> as a burgeoning writer and a huge Janet Jackson fan, it was like everything that I wanted in a film and uh yeah this 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 really uh culturally was a loss but also you know just as black folks and these you know congenital diseases that are that are taking us out it is it's it's difficult to to wrap your brain around such a talent been, being just ripped away suddenly and at such a young age um it is it is definitely a loss and i i want to thank you for for bringing that those stories to us uh on the amp reggie uh your perspective is always appreciated and we love you <laughs>